how about wearing a suit that regularly gives you electrical shocks? I would call this innovation. So welcome everybody and let's have a cup of coffee. So oh, that's a brilliant idea. Uh, I brought mine as well. Yeah. So I have... Uh, what? No, not as stylish as my Game Boy Cup. So I won it as a Mario Kart uh, championship prize. So yes, I did win uh, in Mario Kart, but it was like against non-players, kind of. <laughs> okay, yeah, mine mine uh, is Final Fantasy VII, handmade by my sister. Oh, awesome. <laughs> Kudos. Yeah, this the, is... Can you see it? Yeah, the, the handmade oh, wait, aspect... Wait, wait, I can... Handmade aspect makes it way better, actually. Really cool. Yeah. Oh, even with it's, a T it's... for Tarek. Exactly. This is uh, like a very unique item. Yeah. You know that I drank way much more coffee when I was younger. So when I was in, in, in college, I drank coffee like water. So, and then I hit around like when I became 30, like my stomach could not do like four cups of coffee anymore at a time. So um, I needed to reduce actually for health reasons, my coffee intake. And currently um, I would say I'm at two or Big coffees, three smaller coffees, and that's I can do, like, which is like a tenth of what I did when I was studying, so like way less. But you know, this is how it is when you become older, right, Tarek? <laughs> no, I have no idea what you're talking about. <laughs> no, I mean, uh, I'm, I'm seriously, I, I still drink way too much coffee, but um, I mix it with water as well. So uh, currently I, I try to drink one cup of, cup of water with every cup of coffee. And so I'm still around about three cups per day. So yeah. I shouldn't, but I am. <laughs> yeah, I, I actually stick to more coffee than would be good for me. I also, also drink black tea and green tea in the, in the afternoon to like just stand up more from my desk because now with like working from home, I have so few times when I just actually stand up from my desk that I need to like have a lot of intake and water and coffee to have a like go pee quite often because then I at least stand <laughs> up like once in an hour. That's also the reason why I have like this one liter water bottle next right to me just so that I drink enough obviously to stay hydrated which is always good your doctor will tell you but also like to have a reason to stand up. Yeah yeah when I was at university I had this really interesting observation that um Having not enough sleep makes you pee a lot. And uh, this was exactly this uh, this uh, chain of causality because when you're tired, because you didn't sleep uh, enough, you drink a lot of uh, coffee. And then because you get a, head a headache, you drink a lot of water. And that's why you have to pee a lot. So uh, having lack of sleep makes you pee a lot. <laughs> this yeah. was like a very uh, yeah. interesting observation. <laughs> Well, I can't um, complain about lack of sleep. I have a lot of lack of sleep because, you know, when you have children, that's like also like comes naturally with it. So my son gets up quite <laughs> early and me too. And that's when I have my first coffee, the best one actually of the day. First coffee. Yeah. Yeah, of course. Of course. Yeah. This yeah. Actually so, so how? Yeah. Brings me to the topic we want go, to talk today. Staying healthy as an engineer, like let's say nearing his 40s or like a little bit over his 40s, we are not like disclosing uh, our age, right? <laughs> so as a little <laughs> no. bit of veteran in the engineering department, because my theory is that if you want to do this job long enough, you need to stay healthy and this takes a lot of effort. So I actually don't know any engineering, let's say over 35, who's not really sporty. So all, like nearly everyone, like nine out of 10 do so much sports and that's actually required. So if I think about me stopping with the stuff I do, I would get so much back pain. <laughs> 
yeah, I know exactly what you're talking about. Um, for me, last year, I was really, really fit. Um, I did a lot of running. No, wait, we have 2022. Okay, in 2020, I was really, really active and I ran a lot like um, three times per week. Um, I didn't even measure how much, but I, I was really, really fit. Then last year, somehow I stopped uh, doing so much um, workout and now I'm, I'm really regretting it because exactly as you said, um, I, I have a lot of back pain and I'm planning to <laughs> go running again. But right now I'm, I'm not, not anymore, anymore on this uh, high point. So, yeah. so how much do you work out right now? Well, right now, quite often. So, um, you know, if I have children, you have not much as much time as you had before. So back in the days, I hit the gym quite often. So before work, just going to the gym, taking my shower in the gym and then starting work and often like um, doing like running or bicycling after work to home. So like I used my commute times, but uh, then I got like children. And nowadays I go to so-called <laughs> micro gym. Doing, you know, I get up this this suit with uh, electroshocks, and then I do a 20 minutes uh, workout where I get electroshocks all the time. It's called EMS, electrical muscle stimulation. So that I do once a week, and this is like or feels for me like going to the gym for two hours uh, twice a week. So it saves me a lot of time. So I would say I do this once a week, and then running for two times a week. That's that's my workout this right now. Yeah, th this thing is crazy. Uh, I have one of these places next to the to the uh, place that I live, and every time I pass there, I, I'm wondering what is this thing. And I see this uh, where, where people wear these weird suits and do weird things, and I was always wondering um, if this actually works and and how, wh what it is that they are doing. So you're saying um, this kind of micro gym, you're you're spending less time there, and because of these uh, electroshocks, um, your workout is workout is. is Double as effective or what, what is the claim? I would say three times as effective. You know, when you uh, watch The Matrix, like the original yeah. movie, there is no <laughs> one uh, except the original one. When Neo yeah. woke up and they said, oh, why can't I move? Why do my eyes hurt? And they, because you never right. lifted your muscles and so on. And then they put needles in them. And those needles, yeah, they yeah. were like electroshocks to simulate the muscles. So this EMS is similar, but not the same. Obviously, they don't put needles in you. So these <laughs> electroshocks are working against your muscle movement. So everything yeah. like goes very deep into the muscles. Also, like all the muscles at the same time. So you save a lot by uh, training all the muscles, even the deeper ones. And it's very effective. So like the next day you feel like you did a very heavy workout so as i said for me the effect like my subjective um feeling for the effect is like going to the gym twice a week for like two hours i normally did and just like completely replaced it it's expensive um i love it until uh, i need to do it for 20 minutes because the 20 minutes are like super intense and wow okay so it is actually more exhausting than, yes. than regular training. Yeah. Yes. So um, if I go to the gym for like two hours, um, I feel a little bit sore in my muscles, but I'm not like, uh, like the next day I'm like feeling completely sore all over the body. With, with EMS, you can really feel it the next day, even like after weeks doing it, um, if you really put in the effort for this 20 minutes, it's only 20 minutes, it feels like you really pushed your body to the limits. Okay, this yeah, it sounds interesting. And it sounds like a really interesting business model for modern times where people are not having enough time to do anything, right? Yeah, and there are actually really studies. So even in Germany, the uh, state television did do like reports about it and like compared it to going to the gym and made studies with twins. And they really say, yes, you can really measure this effect. So you really save time. And the okay. other 
benefit, why I choose EMS, even if it's very expensive and I love going to the gym because I was listening to podcasts and audiobooks in the gym. Oh yeah, that's <laughs> that, nice. That was my time for it. Is um, It goes in the <coughs> deeper muscles. So like it's really hard to actually train your lower back, upper back and uh, your posture. And what you do with EMS is actually really training your posture. And yes, that's that's the main reason. I went there and it really helps. Sounds interesting. It sounds like uh, you're selling me <laughs> gym membership right now. <laughs> yeah, I'm sorry. I did not uh, intend to do it. They actually only do it as like complementary training for running. So I love running um, because like when you sit on the PC all the time, um, I don't have many reasons to go out to the nature. And running is really like time where I don't need to talk to people, where it's it's silent actually because I'm running in, in out there in nature. And I can yeah. like feel a little bit more balanced about myself and uh, can like bring a little bit calm to my mind. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly what, what I do when I go running. It's like, um, a meditative, like a meditative exercise. It's not only for your, your body health, but actually clearing your mind and uh, being alone with your thoughts. Yeah. yeah. But, but the issue is that uh, if you're running, your spine uh, gets a lot of pressure. So if you think about your sitting all the day, which is kind of a sedative um, like posture. You're keeping the same posture all the time. And then you're running. And this is like also like pressure on your backbone and so on. So it's not enough for an engineer. So running is nice, but if you're going or nearing the 40s, it will not be enough to like keep you from having back pains, you know? So yeah. <laughs> one really great example I have is like a female engineer friend of mine. Um, she like learned being a bookstore clerk and then in her 30s she decided she wants to study again and she wants to be a programmer i don't know why she did this i think because maybe her job was boring and she thought it would be cool to be a programmer and then she like went to university did a bachelor's degree in, in computer science and started working in her early 40s and she's now over 50 so um I don't know many engineers in their 50s, so they are very rare nowadays. And um, she even is a female. And um, she also taught me that if she's not doing yoga regularly, she will have like so much of back pain that she cannot even work. So that's it's become that worse when, when you grow older and you had like worked in a standing uh, job where you did stand at a, at a like clerk desk all the time and later sitting as an engineer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Sounds convincing. I mean, right now, it's it's always um, the the question where you put the bar because in, in today's time we are all happy that we don't don't die on of COVID, um, but yeah, uh, having like bad posture and back pain is the the major thing that we uh, traditionally suffer from. We developers, we uh, desk workers. Yeah. yeah. But I don't know how it's with you, but with COVID, my back pain became worse. So uh, the the reason is I did commute to work with my bicycle and even like the detours. So and I have like this like kind of um, smartwatch which measures how many steps I do per day. And before COVID, when I did commute and um, I did uh, like ride my bicycle to to work, um, I had an average of nine thousand steps. And then when Corona hit. I went jogging, like running way more often, like at least once more per week. So an increase of like a third. And still my average for what was it, 2020 was like 7,000 steps. So uh, there's a difference between like 2,000 steps and average a day. So I was like, oh man, I'm, I'm like moving way less, even if I'm doing way more sports than before. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, it's 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 interesting. Um, for, for me, it was kind of the same. Um, I always thought um, working from home will be very very bad for me and uh, for all my um, physical activities. Um, but as I said in 2020, it was probably the most sportive year that I ever had, simply because um, I wanted to go out um, because I I was not even going to public transportation to go to the office anymore. Yeah. Yeah. But still, yeah. In, in terms of um, uh, innovation, innovation and uh, COVID, uh, the one thing that I always admired most and uh, I expected most uh, to be the most um, efficient thing that we have is the the COVID app. Yeah. Um, so um, I, I'm not sure how you observed uh, the, the the development of the COVID app and um, how effective or not effective it was. Um, but uh, did you actually know that um, the way the COVID app works? Um, is kind of similar to uh, infection of, of COVID itself. So while you, um, usually if you're uh, standing next to, to a person in line of the supermarket or something, uh, you you inhale the the, um, the aerosols, the body fluids that are, um, how do you Exhaled. say it in English? Ex yeah, exactly. Like, like airborne body fluids, right? Yeah. <laughs> And uh, the, the COVID app is, kind of doing the same thing with Bluetooth packages. And when you are standing close to someone, you, your phone inhales the Bluetooth packages that uh, the, the app is sending. So what I really love is this metaphor that your app is infected by the other apps surrounding it, uh, sending these or broadcasting these, these Bluetooth packages. And uh, when in 2020 we developed, we like humanity developed these Bluetooth tracing apps, I thought this is so amazing and so innovative that we are using the same mechanisms to trace people who were in contact with each other uh, and so today I'm, I'm really disappointed that these COVID apps did not really make an impact uh, in the overall pandemic, right? Yeah, Do you get, use the app? I use it and uh, maybe they did not make an impact but nowadays I use it to like um, manage my certificates for like my vaccination Yeah, uh, sure And like scan like check-ins when I go to a restaurant, obviously. And all my family and my friends are using the app. And if someone has like a red marker where you got in contact with someone tested positively, they isolate themselves and do tests. So um, I would not say the app did not make any impact. Uh, it made an impact. But I love uh, like this shocking comparison between like the app worked like a virus, but helping us. That's just nice, actually. <laughs> Yeah. yeah, I mean, it's it's crazy. It's it's really um, the first time that I talked about this app, uh, people were like, "Ah, oh, yeah, but the app, how is the app supposed to detect um, who was infected?" And it's it's of course not working this way. The app does not detect the virus in the air or something. And at the same time, um, uh, it only works if people are regularly using it. If everyone is using it, then it can actually have an impact. Yeah. And regarding um, the privacy concerns, um, it was always this discussion, oh, okay, I have to enter my my uh, personal data and then the state is tracking all my movements. It's it's absolutely anonymous because the app does not care about who you are. It just cares about the anonymous apps surrounding it, uh, sending and broadcasting these, these packages. And so I, I'm not sure why... Um, It took so long to develop something like this and uh, for Apple and Google uh, to actually support this kind of um, uh, tracing API. But it's, from my point of view, so genius and so simple that it's, it should have been there uh, for a long time. And uh, I, I just hope that this one will stay around and uh, become some kind of uh, standard technology uh, that we will even use after COVID because I think it, it just works great. Yeah, But only I if everyone is using it. 
Well, they will use it in other apps. So I love this concept also for, for other ideas. So I just saw like, um, normally you have QR codes for doing a check-in and a restaurant. You know, and now there's a new product on the market where you use the same Bluetooth package technology to identify. So you just need to have Bluetooth turned on and your app will automatically do a check-in and you can see if there was an infection in there. So they even added that one. And I can, you know, like Foursquare and other things where I do check-ins yeah. uh, and, and stuff. So this could be like really cool for other like applications in the future. So again, like driving new ideas, actually. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> of course. No? Uh, you, you can you can always say uh, innovation is driven, I, I think usually they said uh, with war and pornography, uh, but we can add uh, global pandemics to the list yes. <laughs> of global innovation drivers. <laughs> I totally agree. So it will be in the future three things, a global pandemic, war and sex. So yeah, <laughs> awesome technology drivers. But yeah, like, sure. Let's come back to innovation. Actually, so um, these EMS suits. So one of my colleagues, he even liked it that much that he bought one for himself and has it at home. It's like one and a half thousand euros. So, but he's using it at home. So they are very expensive the suits. But I really love the idea to just saving time. And the reason he did it because uh, you know, like in the pandemic, nearly everything was closed, and he wanted to keep training. And he actually liked it so much that he wanted to do training twice at least a week or like at, sometimes he said he, he's even doing it three times a week for like uh, cardio training because you can also like have very effective cardio training with it so for me if you ask me what i learned in the pandemic with the cool innovation ems suits and that's but, the, the next uh, question I, I actually have for you uh, is there any gadget you you now learn for like home workouts to keep healthy for home workouts yes uh no I mean, um, I want to say yes, um, because of course I have something, but I don't use it for workouts as, as I wanted to. Uh, when the pandemic started, I, my, my first impulse was exactly, oh, I have uh, my, my uh, beloved VR headset. And so my first uh, thought was, okay, now I will uh, play Beat Saber every single day. And this will be the amazing workout because it's, it's of course very, very um, uh, uh, strengthening, right? You're moving a lot, uh, but I think I, I didn't play once. <laughs> it's it's like I always wanted to play. Now I have uh, enough opportunities uh, working at home, and I have the equipment and the game and everything. But I did not work. I, I did not play once. Yeah. But uh, now that you are saying you can buy this EMS suits. Um, my first thought was, this is a sex thing, right? Your colleague who bought this, uh, th this is like a like a feature sex thing, and he says he, he bought it for workout, right? Yeah. This body stimulating VR thing. I can tell you, <laughs> it, it does not feel good. So you also have this electroshocks on your upper legs, on your tights. And, yeah, uh, your upper legs, I know what you're saying. It hurts. So <laughs> if, if they are not wet enough, so the electroshock really bites into your skin. So you really need to be careful with that one. And if it goes <laughs> too much near your like, good parts as a man, there were times when I said, okay, I need to adjust the one on my leg, you know. Mm -hmm. Yeah, yes. I see, I see. Can, can it be remote controlled? Is this some, some kind of yes. cloud service? Uh, really? no, not a cloud service, but yes, obviously it's remote controlled. So you're attached to a kind of a training station which controls the program and like you can adjust yeah, yeah, each okay. one of these electrodes individually. So technically it's kind of sex with an AI that you, uh, that you enable to stimulate your upper yeah. legs. It's like oh, yeah, very need... hurtful stimulating also your upper legs, yes. <laughs> But coming, nice. <laughs> but coming back to gadgets, so I'm really surprised that you didn't buy a lot of stuff. So when I realized that I did 
walk less like in count of steps than the last year, I started to buy gadgets. Like that's what a like good engineer does, right? Buy new stuff. <laughs> so, oh yeah, of course. Yeah. So I bought, for example, a walking treadmill. So it's not one which you can use for running, right? Because it only goes like um, six kilometers per hour, which is like walking speed, uh, but it's way cheaper. I think I used it like 10 times in two years. So, so I, I tried it to do like do meetings while on the walking treadmill. And then I said, okay, maybe I need something simpler. I bought a balance board. So now um, I also uh, remodeled my work desk at home to like make it, it uh, height adjustable. So I can stand, make, I made a standing desk out of it. And I thought, okay, now I'm, I will have every meeting when, when I will be standing and I will be standing on my balance board. Well, well, you can imagine how it went. <laughs> yeah, of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, 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 of course, of course. Yeah, I mean, uh, the ideas are good, but you still have to do it. But uh, you you did not buy an EMS suit, right? No, it's like super working. expensive. Yeah, so, uh, but I mean, you can wear it while you're sitting at your desk and then it just keeps <laughs> electroshocking uh, you. <laughs> well, you need to work against it. So the electroshock alone is not enough. You need to work against the electroshock, which like um, is like a blockade in your muscles, you know, so that you really yeah, work but, against it. But but, but you, you can, it, it might be like a, like a middle ground, right? You say, okay, I don't have time to work out, but at least I wear the suit and I got shocked. Yeah. So it's like uh, half half of a workout. Yes, there are similar products and I thought about buying one of those, so which you can put under your desk, which is kind of, of pedals of a bicycle, like, you know, like an ergometer. Uh, okay. So then you yeah. can sit on your desk, work, and it's like you are uh, riding a bicycle, only with like your, your okay. feet. I, I, thought, I thought you now uh, uh, pitch me another upper leg device that you place under the desk. Yeah, <laughs> no, no. It, it's a lower leg um, like device, you know. Yeah, 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 I see, I see. <laughs> but, but a lot of my friends, they bought like for, for the Switch, there's a fitness gadget, this fitness ring, for example. So one of my friends bought those because, you know, the gyms were all closed and uh, everything. Um, but I, I don't think they use them much. This is like with a lot of home gadgets, you buy them and then you like use them for like two weeks and then you forgot about it. Yeah, I know. And that's also why I don't buy an EMS suit, not only because it's very expensive, but also like you need to book an appointment in the micro gym because they only have two slots. Um, per half an hour so then you really have it in your calendar and you think okay i, I booked it now i'm going yeah yeah right right <clears throat> but you, you, the ems suit is something that it's actually new for me i i don't know it and i never use it um, but what i always have um, my eye on is for virtual reality um, there's this tesla suit for example which is of course not for exercising um, but it might use a similar technology because it um, it stimulates your body based on the things that you see and touch in, in VR. So something uh, hits your body on your shoulder and then you feel something hitting your shoulder. And I, I believe it can also get warm and cold to give you the sensation of the environment. So while you're in VR, the suit simulates kind of these, these stimuli uh, that you see and so it's, it's more immersive. Um, and I, I'm I, I'm always looking forward to test one of those at, at one point in time. So are they in the consumer market right now already? Um, I I'm not sure. I'm it's a good question. I, I follow them for years and I always see that they go to uh, conferences and this thing uh, for testing. But it's a good thing, uh, a good question. I, I'm not sure if you can actually buy it. Yeah. Um, so it was always like in this prototype here, prototype there. But yeah, it's a good question if this is also already a consumer product. 
Yeah, I saw a lot of those like products on conferences. For example, like 10 years ago, I saw the first transparent uh, like television TV. So Samsung had like a kind of a glass window, which worked as a television and could like turn off and you just could um, see through like the window, but it never reached consumer market. And I saw it like yeah. the next year, the year afterwards and so on. But but coming back to VR, um, is there actually some kind of sports stuff in for VR right now? Because normally you are standing still or you're sitting, so it's not really like healthy. It's like sitting on your desk or at your desk again, right? Yeah, um, I mean, there's a lot of applications that you play standing or moving around. And um, I th I'm not sure how many dedicated sports apps there are, but there are a lot of apps that um, depend on your movement. Um, like Beep Saber, there are things um, where you are syncing with the music and you have to do like things on the left, things on your right. And there are even controller now uh, that you put on, on your legs so your legs can be tracked as well. And so you actually have some kind of full body exercises. Uh, so I'm pretty sure there, there are apps like that. What I really dislike is that sweating into your headset is is really, really annoying. And this headset is... is um, sensible uh, equipment and you paid a lot of money for that. And so I, I generally try to avoid sweating into it. Yeah, yeah. Th this is kind of bad, even though the experience is great. And I think, isn't there like these Peloton bikes um, that offer kind of immersive um, things where you sit on the bike and on the street, on the screen, you have like environments where you're riding your bike, bike through. It's like cheated yes. VR. <laughs> Well, it's it's not VR. It's like I guess a, a yeah. twenty-inch screen, and um, so yeah, I right, a, right. I have a Peloton store like five hundred meters uh, far from me, from where I live actually. So, and I was always thinking, I want one of those. Yeah, they're over two thousand euros. And uh, yeah. my girlfriend said, okay, you bought like this treadmill for like a lot of money. <laughs> you're not using it now. You want an even more expensive gadget. You're not going right. to use. But yes, so there is even uh, cooler uh, gadgets also for like people like you and me who like running to keep healthy, uh, where you have uh, a really immersive screen with like a, like your home projector. So you can just take your home projector, install some apps and use like nearly any treadmill to run with other people. So you see other people running with you and you can communicate with them. So those applications exist. There are actually also really expensive treadmills which have these features built in this running together. So there's this run... Um, very famous uh, ultrason runner who has like an awesome Instagram uh, channel. And uh, he has a lot of like this, um, he has a world record in 100 uh, kilometers on a treadmill and he did it as a virtual run where a lot of people could join. So, and he has this projector right in front of him, like the normal Beamer projector. Yeah, I, I like the idea, but you need a lot of space that, you know, if you're living in a big city, that's the one thing you don't have. Right, right. But the idea is amazing. I mean, um, of course, it's commercialized by, by Peloton, but of course, I'm, I'm sure that there are probably like open source projects where you can simply share the experience by connecting people. The workout is done individually, but sharing like uh, the audio, video, whatever, um, positional tracking, right? Um, it's, it's, it's very easy and available. Yeah. Yeah. It also makes like this kind of long runs uh, way cooler because you're not running on your own you're getting bored so if a friend of mine he only does um she does only like 10 kilometers because she says yeah, it's so long it takes so much time i get bored yeah so if you if you <laughs> do it at home it's even worse right so like having people run with you is motivating yeah 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 um, yes and no i mean it's motivating um of course but as we said earlier um this 
this uh, sensation of being alone with your thoughts and uh, being in this meditative state, I think this one will be disturbed if you always have companions around you. Um, and I know um, in, in the past uh, I was running with colleagues uh, even during office hours like uh, in, in your uh, lunch break uh, simply having this workout and it's it's nice. It's uh, like bonding and exchanging and doing something together um, but I always missed this feeling of of relaxation what what i have when i go for a run uh, and i'm alone and so um it's it's nice and it's uh pressuring you to go to actually do it um but i i i enjoy it more if i do it alone yeah but that's actually a good question what helped you actually go more running when being on like isolation in, in, in your home or whatever it's called when you are not allowed to actually go to work so what 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 was it just the need for staying healthy or like the need to to move more what was it for you i think it was um this enthusiasm to have more time and opportunity because i did not have the commute to, to work um it was really a, a new way of working getting up in the morning having a quick breakfast and then simply start working without any uh, additional uh, cumbersome travel to the office. So I, I, I saved like, I think, one and a half hours per day um, that I usually spend in the subway or in, in the, in the S-Bahn. Yeah? Yeah. And uh, so th this was this enthusiasm to, okay, now I can do something well uh, with my time, something really, really uh, amazing, like uh, going for a run. And then when I started get, getting into it, uh, I became very competitive with myself. And I said, okay, last week I, I had like uh, twice, um, two runs. And now this week I have to go running three times. And I started tracking uh, my time and the kilometers. Um, and then this was like a competition with myself becoming better and better. Yeah. Uh, It's the opposite for But, me. So yeah. when I did commute, I used the chance to commute to ride a bicycle or even yeah, run okay. back to yeah. home. And then I stayed home and there was no reason for me to leave actually my, my apartment. So I did just the first time less sports and then I increased it heavily. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, yeah, you can do it this way or that way. Um, I think this year um, I was, or oh, this or last year, I was really motivated to get into uh, filmmaking, for example. Yeah. I, I had this plan for such a long time. I think I started in, in 2012 or 2013 and it was always just buying gear and playing around and doing some vacational videos or something like that. Yeah. Um, but then I, I started getting really into it and I said, okay, now I will start doing something on YouTube, doing something on Twitch or whatever, uh, <laughs> building up a TikTok career, right? Um, and, and this was then the moment where I started investing every single free minute that I had out of work uh, in, in this video project. And then it's, it's, it comes a little bit uh, to prioritization, yeah? Because right now, if I have 30 minutes per day that I can invest in something like whatever I do, I, I, I try to edit some video footage or I try to uh, play around with uh, functions on uh, my, my equipment. And I think, uh, ah, yeah, I could go for a run, but I'm waiting all, all week uh, to play around with this new feature on my camera or something like that. And so last year, my, my priorities were shifted and I feel it in my body that um, something changed. <laughs> yeah. So first of all, I need to say I loved your vacation videos in the past. They were really awesome. Oh, really? <laughs> like especially your GoPro videos out of a car when you did like, I don't know, uh, a car tour like through the US. They were really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I did a lot of fun. Yeah. And secondly, I feel you. So, but did it also impact like your, your 
health feeling or did you just feel like an uplift in like motivation because you said you would need to prioritize so I, in my opinion a lot of people actually need to prioritize their health because you can only do stuff if you stay healthy and yes i feel you i want to like play video games do programming stuff in my free time all the time then i'm okay i know done with work i picked up my son what am i going to do now and then i Do I do some sports or not? And it's often a really hard decision, like keeping healthy, keeping my body healthy or like following my hobbies. Yeah, I, I, I'm totally with you. I should prioritize sports. Um, this is uh, what, what everyone um, should be recommended to do. Um, I think it was more like this frustration um, that I had this this hobby or this wish to do something in this direction for, if I count like to 2013 for eight years. Yeah, and for eight years, it was always on my to-do list. Okay, this year I will do it, this year I will do it. And then it was just, uh, if, if I don't start now, I, I will start never. Yeah, and so even though the time would probably, or it would uh, improve my health if I uh, prioritize my time differently, um, I, I wanted to try at least. Yeah, and maybe, maybe uh, if I'm now into it and do this like more on the side and have more experience and exercise and video editing and creating, maybe I can, I can turn this down a little bit and be more efficient. Yeah. Like uh, not playing around so much with gear, but simply uh, just producing. Uh, then I find more time to maybe go for a run for once per week or twice per week. It would be an improvement, of course. Yeah. And now you have like, you're in TikTok sensation, right? With 30,000 followers. That's, that's something, right? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, th this is exactly the thing. I, I did so many things at the same time. I started TikTok and, and YouTube and, um, and and everything at the same time. And so um, this is what consumed all, all my time. But I mean, those are all experiments. And I'm not sure if I will do everything at the same time uh, for the foreseeable future. I will have to prioritize and maybe I will concentrate on YouTube, for example, or prioritize on TikTok and do one thing and then I have some time on the side. Yeah, I, I think you can do two, like TikTok, because I love your TikTok <laughs> channel and your YouTube Thanks. channel, like the one YouTube channel, not like two or three, one is enough. Yeah, but but I have to become more efficient. Yeah, it, it's all, uh, I'm, I'm really, really thankful that uh, you kind of pressured me into uh, starting this thing because having a podcast, another thing on my list that I always wanted to have and always wanted to do. And uh, now you said, yeah, let's just do it. Let's just do it. Right. Yeah. Um, and this is exactly the thing. Yeah, I know. I know. I bought a lot of podcasting equipment in 2000. 18, I guess, out of 2018, because right. I had to do podcast. And then so many things happened and I, I became a father and so on. And this is also like, for me, finally a chance. I love podcasts for so long. And yeah, trying out new stuff is always cool. Yeah, yeah. And I mean, right now, I, I mean, this is like the first episode and um, kind of everyone has his own podcast right now. And so nobody's going to listen to this, but it's just fun. Just do it, yeah? <laughs> yeah, well, you don't know if nobody will listen to it. It's always like good to send it around and say, yeah, I'm having my own podcast, right? Yeah, of <laughs> course, yeah, yeah. This is just I awesome. will print my business card, podcast producer. <laughs> yeah, it's, it's one, one of my 20 business cards. <laughs> you, know, you know how like the Stack Overflow podcast started? No. They did use a telephone like a real, uh, a physical telephone and did have a call like for 40, 45, 50 minutes each week and talk about cool stuff. And they just recorded it. And they had like this super old IT stuff uh, where you could like record like your phone calls by typing yeah. a special number. And then they had like this telecommunication system. So they really just taped, really taped their telephone calls. That's the first episode <laughs> of the Stack Overflow podcast like 15 years ago. Yeah. Oh man. 
Yeah, we, we should have started then. <laughs> I, I know we, we should have started software development 20 years ago. Like I wanted to yeah, do right. like on the Commodore Amiga. That's my favorite, like actually system. I, I should have started doing software development on that one. But yeah, yeah. I'm too young for this, you know. <laughs> I think I rarely say what I'm too young for this. Yeah. I actually started programming on the uh, the Commodore 64. Um, I wrote my first uh, computer game as a as a text adventure simply using um go to and um if then branches yeah and yeah. and uh, i wrote like probably 2000 lines of code and this was uh more like something is happening do you want to go left press one or do you want to go right uh, pre press two and then i had different uh, things happening in these paths so it was a lot of work writing this down but it was i think in 19 90 or something 1989 someone back there when when i wrote uh the, this first program and it was, i was so proud of it yeah so there we see like kind of a generation uh, difference um i did the same thing so like my older cousin told me q basic um i had like um it was kind of pentium processor but it was the one from amd amd k62 or something like that like with uh, 32 megabytes of ram like a really old machine it was mine and my older cousin showed me qbasic i was wow qbasic you can program stuff that's when i learned programming and he just showed me the basics and what i did was like um also create a text adventure because you could not do much and i didn't know graphic right. programming anything <laughs> exactly. i had no internet yes. at the time so i only yeah. knew the commands he showed me which were the basics actually and the qbasic documentation so for example for for my parents i wrote like a, a restaurant software where they could say which menu one do you want to eat and then it printed on the printer like your receipt Just, just for fun. Oh, nice. Just for fun. Yeah. <laughs> I just programmed it <laughs> as a child. You know? Yeah, but um, that, that's that's how you learn it. Just do it for fun. Yeah, just do whatever you can and, and then improve on it. Yeah, and try a lot of different things. Right, right. Coming back to um, staying healthy, we have 10 minutes left. So um, is there anything you would say an engineer needs to do to stay healthy? I think um, uh, nutrition. I, th I mean... Uh, Exercising is good, but I think nutrition is is probably one of the most important things that you should um, have an eye on. Yeah, and yeah. Um, even though I'm I'm not really an expert on this field, so I I'm not the one who should give uh, nutritional um, advice to anyone. Um, but this is something that I feel in my body very very fast. If I eat very poorly, then um, this has another very um, interesting effect on my body. And so I I try to eat a lot of uh, green stuff, yeah, and uh, try to to have as as many um, meals added with uh, with with I, I call it green stuff. Yeah, yeah, I know um, what you mean. And so this is the the, the smallest thing that you can do to at least uh, try to stay healthy. Yeah. Yeah. But for me, it's the same, but it changed. So when before turning 30, I could eat whatever I want. You know, I, I did drink a lot, um, like beer, wine, other stuff. I ate burgers and fries all the time, like pizza uh, and so on. And then somehow I got older and nowadays I feel it. So um, I feel like a, a, a dip in energy in the afternoon if I eat like burgers for, for lunch and so on. And obviously I feel really like less healthy. My digestive system like cannot handle it anymore. That's also a thing, I guess, when you grow older, you actually need to eat more healthy stuff to like feel energized. Yeah. <laughs> I know when, when I was at university, um, I always thought uh, oh, the most efficient thing is uh, to drink these energy drinks. Right. 
um, the the Red, Red Bull. There, there was of course always Red Bull, but because I was very cheap and poor as a student, uh, I started buying these uh, these discount supermarket yeah. knockoff energy drinks, and they are even worse than that Red Bull. And I started drinking them like substitute uh, for coffee because ah uh, yeah, coffee is too hot. I can't drink it fast enough. And so sometimes I was drinking so much of this the stuff. And not enough regular food that uh, regularly in the afternoon or evening I, I got like really, really shaky. And I, I guess this was really, really unhealthy. <laughs> yes, but when you are younger, you can do it. So that's, that's the point. So I still have some younger colleagues around 25, 26. And when I'm telling them, you have Bashi, you're always so sporty and you, you do so much stuff, so on. And I'm like, yeah, I need to. They're, yeah, I, <laughs> I'm just eating pizza all the day, drinking Coke. And I'm not moving at all. So yes, I was the same when I was 25, 26, but nowadays not. So I'm a little bit envious because they, they well, no, I don't do sports. And they look like super healthy, like slim uh, and, and healthy. It's just the privilege of the use. So Yeah, right. <laughs> I mean, there's, there's, uh, there's spinach on my pizza, right? So it, it counts as a vegetable. vegetable. Yeah, totally. It's it's yeah, there's <laughs> tomato sauce, which is also like kind of vegetable sauce, and in the end, like right, right, the dough chocolate for, for, is made of yeah, chocolate is made of of cacao beans. Beans yeah. are vegetables, and in the in the pizza dough, like uh, the pure stuff, it's uh, water, salt, and wheat. That's everything in there. So it actually is right. com it's completely <laughs> vegetables. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eat more pizza. Stay healthy. Yeah. I also shifted in, 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 as I said, my drinking habits. Um, I drink way more water nowadays. So when I was younger, yeah, when I did drink water when I was thirsty, but I did not like have any focus on drinking water. And nowadays I really put a bottle on my desk and really think about like drinking more. Yeah, uh, to be honest, I'm I'm faking it right now because I already had so much coffee. There's water in my cup, <laughs> so I'm yeah. faking, even faking my my uh, coffee in, intake. Yeah, as I said at the beginning, um, I drink coffee also like to go more often out of my room and uh, to the toilet, so I keep like <laughs> a caffeine intake. So, um, and some days I, I just drink green tea, not because. I have like anything like thirst for green tea just because I think, okay, this will help me uh, drink more and go more often to the toilet. Yeah. I, probably this is uh, latest. This is proof that, that we both getting old because I think it's the third time in this episode that we are talking about how, how often we go to the toilet. <laughs> yes, but we will cut it. And really this is, this is, I um, saw a YouTube video from, um, from, um, medical doctor uh, who does a lot of like uh, YouTube videos about what's true and what's not. He's like reading studies and it was about yeah. how healthy a standing does compared to sitting. And the answer was, if you're standing all the day, they are as unhealthy as sitting all the day because you, it's about like changing posture and moving. And he gave two yeah. tips. First tip was drink more to go peeing more often. That's like his number one advice from a medical doctor. And the other was uh, set an alert to, to move more. And he, his like summary of all the studies he read was, it's not important if you sit or stand at the desk. It's like being in the same posture all the time. How about wearing a suit that regularly gives you electrical shocks to I motivate uh, to move? I would call huh? this innovation. So this is yeah, like, it's, it's I guess amazing. This, is, this is the future. It saves so much time, <laughs> right? So you can yeah, sit, yeah. work and do sports at the same time. You don't need to even leave your apartment to do sports. Yeah, yeah. 
And now that I'm thinking about it, I just had this as a joke, but now that I'm thinking about it, it's actually quite, quite interesting. This suit could simply make sitting really uncomfortable by yeah, stimulating your, your body in unwanted ways. And so the moment they start uh, moving, it, it eases down and it gives you more comfort. And so you can train yourself yeah. by changing your posture and, and moving around because if you, if you don't do it, it simply becomes uncomfortable. It's, yep. it's training. Yeah. Two products already out there. So the first product, obviously, is a traditional um, chair, which becomes uncomfortable if you stay in the same posture, or like a sitting ball. So I sometimes switch my um, my normal chair for like a ball to sit on because it also helps, but I can only do it like once a day for like 30 minutes because it's really annoying. And the other thing yeah. is um, a little product you put at the back of your, your neck And uh, it measures your posture and gives you really small electrical shocks. So it's uh, like a really small device. So just to keep your posture and um, it becomes uncomfortable, um, like when you slack with your shoulders and so on. So this product already exists and you don't need a full suit for it. I want to have this because uh, I really have bad body posture. This yeah. is something that I need. Every developer that you can like see, oh, that's a, <laughs> a developer. Look like how, how it's like he. Yeah, right, it, so. right. So yeah. I was cheap. I bought um, a cheaper product, which is just like, uh, there's a company, I guess, uh, Black, Black Magic. No, they, this, they have this foam rolls and so on. Uh, and they yeah, also I know. offer yeah. like so straps. And I put just some straps around my shoulders yeah. and they, they, they pull your posture back to keep them. So I'm sometimes wearing it. Um, it helps a little bit um, to like keep your your muscle memory actually to to remember it what is actually the right posture but i'm wearing it way too to not often enough actually because yeah putting it on is just annoying yeah i once saw a picture i'm not sure if this was a, a real one or some fake where some asian military drill in, in included something like a like a spike a needle down, uh, under your chin so whenever your body posture like goes down uh, you you stick you stick yourself with this needle i'm not sure if this was a true thing but it, it's probably the ultimate training to keep your body straight up because otherwise you get impaled <laughs> yeah so as i'm also like a big fan of running i looked into like functional shoes and there's this one yeah. guru who's like one of the innovators about what shoes you should wear and so on and when he did an interview he really like was sitting there without any posture and then the interviewee asked him well you always say like posture and stuff and feet and blah 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 why are you like crouching that or slouching around like that one and he said yeah that's because you should not stay in the same posture all the time and your muscles need relaxing time so i'm completely relaxing my body because you need changes in that so like relaxing not only the perfect posture is not really the perfect posture because you would still stay in the same posture all the time you need some times when you really just like let your shoulders and every muscle hanging yeah 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 it's it's, it's interesting yeah and so so having an ai measuring how you are sitting and uh, simply notify you in some way that that you did not move enough i think yeah. that's genius i will add this product in the show notes uh, i don't remember the product name but i will add it so yeah we actually yeah. need to come to a close because our time is right up. Exactly. Yeah, thank you very much. I mean, uh, <laughs> you did uh, most of the moderating, right? <laughs> yeah, well, it's our first You're episode. To let's, do. let's see how it works out, actually. Yeah, I'm really, really curious and I'm, I, I can't wait to see the finished product. Yeah.
Yeah. Okay. So for everyone who's watching, uh, thanks for watching, and I hope you come back. And um, I'm I'm really uh, curious to see when we will have the first view. <laughs> and I'm curious to see when we'll have the first comment. So see you around next week at the same time. <laughs> Amazing. <laughs>